Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini, and on today's broadcast, I am joined by the brains of the operation, uh, I guess Broadway Radio's L.A. Bureau Chief, Jennifer McHugh. Jen, welcome back to Broadway Radio. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm good. Long time no talk. Like, we chat often, but usually it's through text, but this is the first time we've talked in a while. Yeah, I can tell it's been too long because I actually miss you. Oh, isn't that sweet? For folks that don't know, <laughs> Jen, you and I started doing podcasts together. I get, was it 2015? I think it was the fall of 15 or 16. Yeah. Um, and to this day, we still have never met. <laughs> We've never met. You You live in California. I live in Florida. I, I pulled it up. Our very first uh, podcast episode dropped on September 16th of 2015. So we are dangerously close to six years. We did Some Like It Pop for a number of years, um, both for Broadway World, and we had a lot of episodes that dropped here on Broadway Radio. You and I also did kind of a spinoff recapping the first season of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist here for Broadway Radio on the Patreon. Uh, But this is your actual first time on Today on Broadway, which is really exciting. And what people might not know is that for the last few months, you've been um, doing some work behind the scenes on Broadway Stars, which is kind of like the sister theater aggregating site of Broadway Radio. So you've always been a part of the family, but this is your first time on Today on Broadway. Oh, yes. Um, When James Marino says jump, I ask him how high. Yeah, there you go. Anything, uh, anything for James. Uh, That's why I've been doing this show four to five days a week for almost six years. So, yeah, I know the feeling. But speaking of Broadway radio, of course, I mentioned you and I have done a show on Patreon and I always feel like we need to do more. I, I don't know that I have time to do more, but um, if we do, we might be bringing back some stuff to Patreon. And if and if we do, folks can head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to hear that. Now, Jen, I feel like this first story in the news today is kind of perfectly up our alley because it is both theater and pop culture in so many ways. And that is the ca- the, the next piece of casting for NBC's Annie Live. Um, and it's kind of been a fun game for us here on Today on Broadway over the past few months as we try to guess who was going to be uh, cast in each of the principal roles. And I think Grace might have actually called this one. Um, she says she did, and I vaguely remember that. Uh, but we learned that we're going to be getting an unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt reunion as Tony winner Jane Krakowski will be playing Lily St. Regis opposite Titus Burgess, who will be playing Rooster Hannigan. Um, uh, Krakowski and Burgess, of course, uh, starred together on Breakable Kimmy Schmidt, which Jen, you and I talked about quite a bit on the early years of Some Like It Pop. They will be joined, of course, by Harry Connick Jr., Taraji P. Henson, Nicole Scherzinger, and Selena Smith in the principal cast. I'd imagine, Jen, that we might get some fun names, even some theater folks for, like, The Star to Be, or Burt Healy, or The Boylan Sisters, or FDR, but... For all intents and purposes, I imagine that this is probably the end of the star casting. So how do you feel about this? Not just the Jane Krakowski casting, but the principal casting for Annie Live as a whole. I mean, so far, so good, in my opinion. And I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, which I know you love to do, but for Lily St. Regis and, and Rooster, do they ever miss with this casting? I mean, you go from Tim Curry and Bernadette Peters to Alan Cumming and Kristen Chenoweth, to Jane Krakowski and Titus Burgess. Like, 
It's These roles good. are so iconic and they always seem to nail it, at least with the theatrical and television, you know, versions of these. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's it, this is really great. And the fact that they have a relationship together already of, of working on screen and kind of these broad comedic roles. Um, and while there was obviously some music in Kimmy Schmidt, um, even without it, they're like the characters often felt like musical comedy characters, um, especially these two. So I, I think this is really, really great casting. Um, and I'm excited to see it. I mean, I think this is a weird cast. I mean, I like the cast as a whole with Harry Connick and Taraji P. Henson and Nicole Scherzinger. It's weird, though. Like, Harry Connick Jr. and Taraji P. Henson in anything together is a little bit odd. Then you throw throw in Nicole Scherzinger, of course, Sherlock Scherzi to all of those of us in the masked singer nation. Um, it's just a, it's a weird bunch, but I kind of feel like it's going to work, Jen. Also, I would accept this as um, a fever dream of their two exactly. characters from yeah. Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, <laughs> like my. I feel oh, like they've yeah. dreamed of this for a long time, and now we're just seeing it come to fruition. That's amazing. Yeah, like this is something that somehow Titus Andromedon uh, willed into existence, or like it's going to end up being something at like that crazy werewolf dinner theater that he worked at. I love that. That's really really funny. Um, interestingly, though, I've been kind of talk. We've talked about like the potential star casting for the Chicago return to Broadway. And while the casting ended up being pretty good with Bianca Mara Quinn and Anna Villafanye and L- Lilius White, I'll tell you, and I'll spill some of this tea. Originally, like months and months ago, I'd originally heard it was going to be Harry Connick Jr. as uh, as Billy Flynn and Jane Krakowski as Roxy Hart. So the fact that these two are now doing this together, whether or not their Chicago rumors were actually ever true, the fact that they're in this together might explain why they didn't end up happening, but also kind of cool to have that come full circle with them doing this uh, in the same season as Broadway reopening. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, it, it all sounds promising to me. Awesome. So, Jen, I mentioned the fact that you and I have done a show together here on Broadway Radio's Patreon before. I did not follow up the first season of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist by watching the second season, um, which I think if anybody listened to our coverage of the first season, they might not be surprised about. But you did watch the second season of Zoe's. What were your thoughts real quick? And we're going to talk more about some pop culture stuff at the end. But... Since we didn't do it on Patreon, can you give me a real quick um, wrap up of your thoughts on Zoe season two? Since we are going to get a wrap up movie uh, of this on the Roku network. Well, Matthew, I'm very disappointed in you, but um, shocking. shocking. It was it was really well done. I, I'm really disappointed at NBC and yet not surprised because they're the devil that they didn't give it a season three. And uh, the performances this second season were remarkable, especially your girl, um, Alice Lee. Is that her name? Yeah. She gave a tour de force um, dealing with postpartum depression. And uh, there were some really, really touching moments. Um, Do you know that? the ending or no i know almost yeah don't spoil it because if we maybe we'll do a um a a review of of the movie and i'll binge through season two to catch up 
Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say that it definitely needs a, a wrap up. And if they hadn't struck a deal with Roku, it would have really disappointed a lot of lo loyal fans. Yeah, so both of I'm them. excited. Um, I'm sad that it didn't have a longer life. I think it had a lot of potential and I think it was a good vehicle for a lot of the people in there. So um, at least it's getting a, an exclamation point. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just make this point now, Jen. Let's go ahead and say when this movie comes out on the Roku channel, if people can find the Roku channel, we will do a review of it on Patreon. Um, and that means I will binge through season two of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist uh, so that we can talk about it. So I, I, I hate disappointing you, even though it's mainly what I do best. Um, so we will do that at some point whenever that ends up coming out. I think it's actually going to be the end of this year. So it's actually coming up fairly soon. That'd be great because um, I'll be on on the other end of the phone because there are going to be some moments where you're going to need a counselor. Um, they do still <laughs> deal with some grief and, like sure. I said, postpartum depression and some other issues that very well done. But I think you'll need to talk afterwards. Okay. Well, I'll have my tissues handy. So... Anyway, let's get back into the news, Jen. And as I assume most listeners know by now, tonight, September 2nd, Thursday, September 2nd, the first two musicals will reopen on Broadway as Hadestown and Waitress resume performances. Hadestown is essentially picking up right where it left off at the Walter Kerr Theater with some slight casting changes, most notably that Tony nominee Tom Hewitt is temporarily replacing Patrick Page as Hades while he is off filming something or other. And Waitress actually begins performances on a return engagement since when the shutdown happened, they had closed just about two months before. They have moved from the Brooks Atkinson to the Ethel Barrymore Theater, and they will now be led by composer Sarah Bareilles. Well, in honor of that occasion, yesterday, Waitress announced that, kind of surprisingly, Jen, that they would be actually opening up an in-person rush option so that people can line up outside the Barrymore and, and stand in line and wait with, I'm sure, will not be socially distanced uh, spaces between people to get $49 day of tickets. Similarly, TDF announced yesterday that they would be reopening their TKTS discount booth in Times Square with the next round of reopenings, which will happen on September 14th. Now, Jen, you are in California, as, I, as we said earlier. I'm in Florida. Both of us are in states that have fairly different COVID situations than New York. Um, but I wonder whether it's in California or in New York, how are you feeling about standing in what I imagine will not be socially distanced lines at this point in the pandemic? Me personally, I'm not I'm not there yet. Um, I can't speak to the situation in New York. I was there for a half a second when I traveled mm -hmm. back east last month, but um, I'm just not there yet. And even vac fully vaccinated as I am, I just don't feel comfortable putting my trust in the general public. <laughs> However, if I'm going to put my trust in the general public, it would be for Broadway people. Yeah. Uh, well, most Broadway people. Yeah, looking at, looking at you, um, Laura. <laughs> oh, you went right there. Oh, yeah, we'd been um, But yeah, it's not, not for me, not yet. Um, really excited that they're opening and they have all these protocols in place and everything, but I don't, I don't know if I'm there, but it's not about me. You know, they have to do what they have to do. So 
I'm not going to do it, but I hope people get to see, maybe this will be an opportunity for people to get into shows that they normally wouldn't be able to get into. And that's very important to me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I assume that that means you have not ventured into a movie theater yet. I know that that you and your uh, your boyfriend love the movies. So you have you not gone to a movie theater yet either? Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, I have trouble going to the grocery store. Ah, well. <laughs> so I'm just mentally, I am not there yet. So Please. and I am a big fan of sitting on my couch and watching movies. I don't care with your if cat, it's in a theater yeah. or not with my cat without pants on and without a mask on. <laughs> yeah. And I know you are also a big fan of the at-home delivery for food too. So, uh, yeah. with and the meal Los prep Angeles, kits. Yeah. I have that, you know, privilege. I have HelloFresh and I have, um, Amazon delivery. Do you guys have that in Florida? We do. Yeah. 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 yeah so I know that's not available everywhere. So I'm very fortunate where I live, but I know that's not a possibility for everyone. Yeah. All right. Well, let's run through some quick stories that I wanted to mention before we get into a kind of a bit of a uh, some like it pop segment here, Jen. First up in news that will shock absolutely nobody who follows any of these folks on social media. Yesterday, the Broadway production of Ain't Too Proud announced their reopening cast as former Tell Me More guest Nick Walker will return as Otis Williams. James Harkness will play Paul Williams. Jawan M. Jackson will be Melvin Franklin. Matt Manuel portrays David Ruffin. And July Delaney Remy will play Eddie Kendricks. The show will return to the Imperial Theater on October 16th. And Jen, I'm assuming, and this is just a stab in the dark, that you're as big of a Nick Walker fan as I am. I am. Um, I don't know a lot of these guys, but if if you know nothing about Nick Walker, you have to know that his social media presence is a force to be reckoned with. He's it amazing. is nonstop entertainment. Um, every time I see a performance of Ain't Too Proud, I'm I'm so into it, but I haven't seen it yet. And I, I would love to. Yeah, neither have I. I. It was one of those shows where it's like, it's like, OK, another jukebox musical. Like, I, I, I would like to see it, but I don't need to see it. So when I was in New York, I was, it always kept getting pushed back. Uh, now that Nick is in it um, and now that things are coming back, like this is one that'll be towards the top of my list next time I'm in New York. Moving uh, from Broadway to off-Broadway, yesterday it was announced that the always fantastic Arnie Burton has joined the cast of Douglas Carter Bean's Fairy Cakes, replacing the previously announced Brooks Ashmanskis, who departed due to a television opportunity. Performances for the show will begin on October 14th at the Greenwich House Theater on Barrow Street, and the show will also feature, amongst many others, Mo Rocca, Jackie Hoffman, Anne Harada, Julie Halston, Jason Tam, and more. Also on Wednesday, Playbill announced the full lineup for their three-day Curtain Up Festival that will take place from September 17th through the 19th in Times Square. We will have the complete schedule and all of the different locations and booths and stuff in the show notes, but Brian Stokes Mitchell, Jessica Vosk, Joshua Henry, Jelani Aladdin, Daphne Rubin Vega, Robin DeJesus, Bianca Mara Quinn, Anna Villafanye, the cast of Netflix's Dear White People, and many more will be making appearances. And there will be performances from pretty much every Broadway musical and Harry Potter um, at some point during the festivities, primarily centered on the finale concert. So check out those details. And finally, Jen, it's been reported that Broadway alum and the co-host of CBS's ripoff of The View, The Talk, Amanda Klutz, will be joining the 30th season of ABC's Dancing with the Stars that has not yet been confirmed, though, which is great for Amanda. But this is kind of silly. If she doesn't win, it'll be 
some sort of fluke in travesty. She is literally a professional dancer. I mean, she could have just as easily joined the show as a pro and one of the trainers rather than the competitors. I, you know, I don't watch a ton of Dancing with the Stars, but I've always felt like the competitors who were ice skaters or gymnasts or pop stars had an unfair advantage. But you take that to the next level when you have somebody who literally has been a dancer in four Broadway shows and three national tours. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Whenever I see, um, was it Lori Hernandez? Was the, yeah. the mm-hmm. gymnast? gymnast, yep. As soon as I saw her in the cast, I'm like, well, she's going to win. <laughs> It's just really weird. But I hate Dancing with the Stars. It's my parents' favorite show. They stopped watching it once the last host left. They said uh, Tyra Tom Bergeron. Yeah. can't stand. Um, but also I saw today that Olivia Jade was cast. So oh, there's not really? a chance in hell that I would watch that show. Well, I, I know who Olivia Jade is because I edited the TCO episode about the uh, college admission scandal. So uh, that's kind of shocking that she's I mean, technically, she didn't do anything wrong. It was her parents. But uh, scandalous. if you ever watched her Instagram, she did plenty wrong. <laughs> OK, no, I've never watched her Instagram. But um, I mean, good for Amanda. Amanda um, has taken a really awful tragedy in her life with um, her husband, Nick Cordero, passing away a, a year ago. Um, and, and really kind of made the, the most out of it. And, uh, I'm really happy for her, but this is kind of ridiculous. It's completely different when they have professional singers on the masked singer though. That's a completely different thing. And I don't want any of these false equivalencies showing up in my mentions. So I'm just cutting that off right now. Oh, it's so good to talk to you again, because then I remember why I don't miss you. (laughs) Nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. But speaking of which, Jen, I did want to do a little bit of a catch up with some some like it pop pop culture stuff because we haven't had a chance to kind of go through this. As you know, I I haven't watched a ton of stuff lately as we kind of stopped doing the show. I've been so busy. I haven't um, really gotten to watch a ton of stuff. So I wanted to know what you're watching, um, what you are excited to watch, any movies that you've seen, any television shows, whatever. Um, so, but we talked about Zoe's and I feel like, but we have to do a real quick, similar thought segment on what you thought about Schmigadoon. Ashley, Grace, and I have done two round tables about it. So our thoughts are out there, but real quick, in just a couple sentences, what did you think of Schmigadoon? Oh man, I should have listened to those before I did this. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed it. I, uh, there's one song that they did that I downloaded that I can't stop listening to called Enjoy the Ride. It's just a beautifully written and uh, addicting song. It was just like a little bluesy kind of seduction song. And so I, I wish it was more than six episodes. I don't know what kind of restrictions they had with COVID and everything, but I felt like the the story was really rushed or if they were just trying to make it like a musical length. So, um, but I enjoyed it overall. I, I think... I think Jane Krakowski's appearance as the fake Baroness or the Countess, was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, implying that the Baroness from Sound of Music was a Nazi made me laugh yeah, that was way great. too hard. So uh, it's always good to see brand new musical content. So hope yeah. here's hoping there'll be more. I can't believe Martin Short was in it for 34 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it was they a great They him as though. the big star. And he, I was like, is that really it? Yeah. But okay. it was great. Martin, very short. But yes. um, So, okay. So we've got that out of the way. What else are you watching regularly and must be, you know, attention appointment television um, for you these days? 
Well, I think the only thing you and I talk about regularly is Ted Lasso yeah, and our, our undying love. So no need to promote that. Um, I, the thing that I am most obsessed with is the Amber Ruffin show. Um, oh yeah, on a, Peacock, yeah. Peacock, late night talk show, Friday nights. She's a writer on Seth and she has a Friday night, which it can only be described as a variety show because they do musical numbers every week. But it also mixes in current events and... Uh, she's remarkable. It is just a fantastic good time. So I highly recommend that. Uh, for your salacious content, I watched The White Lotus and I'm currently watching Nine, Nine Perfect Strangers. If anyone's in the mood to watch um, rich people and their problems. Nice. Um, and then last night I started watching Only Murders in the Building starring oh, yeah. Steve Martin and Martin Short, Martin Short. and Selena Gomez. And the great thing is, is they're filming in New York. So in the first episode, we got cameos from Tina Fey, Jackie Hoffman, and Jane Howdyshell. Oh, wow. So I know that's going to be a lot of people popping up. And it's really, it's just good fun. It's just old-fashioned murder mystery, good fun with, with their dry humor. Yeah. That's one that I've been, I've been actually wanting to watch just because of the cats. I've heard a lot of people compare it to like um a, a knives out kind of of mystery which is always fun so i'm glad to hear that you enjoyed the uh is it just are they doing it weekly is it, they just released the first episode they released the first three okay, uh, last night i think but the first episode's a good hook um it it it's really good hook the way it ends you're like oh i'm in it really introduces a good mystery and um other than that uh, what we do in the shadows and AP bio come back this week, both mm. two of my favorites. And then a new show I'm looking forward to is the wonder years reboot. Um, uh, with the, which, the great Dulé Hill with the great Dulé Hill. And I think it's an interesting take, you know, I'm not always on board with these reboots, but rebooting the wonder years from a black point of view in the sixties during civil rights, I think is something that, uh, yeah. should be interesting. Yeah. You and I have often talked about our love for Dulé Hill from the West Wing to Psych. But yeah, Dulé and former Broadway Elphaba Seikon Singbla play the uh, the parents in that. So very excited for that one as well. What about movies? Since you've been streaming a lot of movies, anything jump out at you there? You know, I haven't really watched a lot of movies. I'm in a movie no? club with my best friend. So we've taken on some classics where he comes up with a, a decade and I come up with a year and then we decide on a movie we've never seen. So, oh, nice. What was um, the last the one? Most, the most recent one was Year of Living Dangerously um, from 1983. Okay. So it's kind of fun to revisit um, old movies. The only current ones I've seen was, was Black Widow, which I mm -hmm. loved way more than I expected to. Oh, really? Um, and then the, the quirkiest one I can remember from this year was Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, oh which is God. just stupid, yeah. so stupid. And I laughed like, oh, it's, it was embarrassing how much I laughed. <laughs> And then I'm just looking forward to all the musicals coming up. So Yeah, that'll be very good. Um, I, I, as I told you and I gave you our traditional thumbs up, thumbs down, if one of us sees a movie before the other one, we don't give anything away. We just give a thumbs up, thumbs down. I saw an early screening of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is actually going to be um, officially opening, I guess, tomorrow by the time you hear this. Or tonight, really. You can probably get... Um, the early tickets to see it on Thursday night. Um, but I would just say it's phenomenal. So it's not one of those that's going to be on Disney Plus as well as in the theater. So, Jen, I don't know when you'll see it, but it is 
really, really fantastic. And I'm very excited that they seem to have done this story really, really well. I am really excited for Shang-Chi. I um, was very jealous that you got to saw it, to see it. And like you just said, we have a tradition that we only give thumbs up or thumbs down. Mm-hmm. There's no like, I loved it. It's nothing. It's just that. Yep. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Can't no, no spoilers. We're a spoiler free zone here. We're a spoiler free zone. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Jen, you, you are pretty much off the social media for the most part lately. But if people did want to find you on social media, where can they find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Eponine Q. Um, I keep waiting for the news to get better so that I'm more regular on there, but it's not happening. So we'll see. <laughs> never, never going to happen. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Jen, thank you for doing this we have to do this more often uh have a great thursday everybody and i think ashley and i will be back to end your week tomorrow 